There's a becher, becher and a plate. Oh. <laughs> Give it to the show. So we use it for Abdullah or something. See it? Not in there. From there. Oh, okay. okay. Good. Erev everyone. <coughs> the uh, Malach appears to Moshe by the snare, and the Malach uh, tells him, uh, you're the one, you're going to be the Moshe on Shal Yisrael, you're going to be the savior of Israel. It's up to you. I want you to go to Egypt and you'll tell Paro, Shalach of Hamivi Avduni, to let the Jewish people go. You're going to be the one to do it. Moshe has experience with the Jewish people, very negative experience. Moshe said, Ochein Now I understand. The, the uh, were uh, informers against him to Paro. Paro wanted to execute him. Moshe ran away, he disappears for 60 years. The, the Torah doesn't tell us what happened between the time that he fled Egypt and the time that he returns here at the uh, burning bush. So for 60 years, he harbors within himself. Okay, no, I know why the Jewish people suffer because of the fact that they have within themselves negative traits and the negative traits are against their own people against, not against the enemy, but against those who are trying to help them. So uh, when the Malach offers him the job, he tells him, no, I'm not going. Shlach no shlach. Get some other fool to go. I'm not going. He has all sorts of excuses. He doesn't want to put it that way. He says he's a kvad peh and a kvad lashon. But he has very strong motivations against going. And we will see that throughout the Chumash, 
in the relationship of Moshe to the Jewish people, there's always a hard edge. Moshe will say, listen to me. And when we come to the uh, last of the Chumoshim, to the Chumash Dvarim, we see what he has to say. So uh, Moshe is not Mr. Nice Guy. <clears throat> and for instance, when Korach mounts a rebellion against him, so Moshe is hard as a rock. Bria Yivra, create here something, swallowed him up alive. So it's understandable from one point of view why Moshe doesn't want to go. He doesn't feel that they're worthy of it. If you don't believe in your mission, then you can't do the mission at all. Moshe will say, You told me I'm supposed to uplift these people to make them great. You didn't tell me how to do it. I don't know how to do it. How do you make them great? When they're petty. When on every little thing they complain. When they never see the big picture, they only see, you know, this complaint and this complaint and this complaint. So it's perfectly understandable to us Moshe's hesitation. The um, Forshin then point out other reasons why Moshe doesn't want to go. Yeah, we're trying to understand Moshe here. Because uh, we ordinary human beings, right? If an angel approached us and uh, we and uh, uh, snakes turned into sticks and sticks into snakes. And the angel told us to go and save the Jewish people. We would say, yeah, me here, I'm ready. I'm the prime minister. I can do it. Moshe's attitude is therefore uh, counterintuitive. It's against what we think human beings should behave like. Moshe should jump at the opportunity. So the Mephorshim point out, so the, the overriding reason I already discussed with you, that Moshe has no passion for them. as will be proven at the end of the Parsha. Right? I made all sorts of promises. 
You didn't save them. Nothing happened there. What do you want from me? But there are other ideas here in, involved as well. And the Medrash points out, Moshe has an older brother, Aaron. Aaron has a passion for the Jewish people. He has a love of the Jewish people. Aaron is love. His love is so great that it allows him to make an eagle. Rather than stand up to the people. So when Moshe says, what are you sending me? Send Aaron. Aaron loves them. And they'll listen to Aaron. Why should they listen to me? And Aaron's my older brother. There's a halacha to respect an older brother. And he's afraid that Aaron will be hurt. Sonekatayan says in his famous Sefer in Sitkasatik, one of the purposes in life is never to allow oneself to find oneself in a situation where one hurts someone else. It's very difficult to accomplish that. And we always dress ourselves with good excuses to do so noble ideas to do so. But the uh, fact of the matter is that someone got hurt. And I'm the one that caused it. So Moshe doesn't want that. Because I will say that all of our ancestors were Roet's own. They were shepherds. So you dealt with behemoths, with the animals. They didn't deal with people. So uh, Moshe doesn't want to hurt his older brother. So the Rabbon Shalom has to assure him that what Aaron is happy. Oh, wonderful, Moshe, you're going to be the one. He's the one that wants you. But it remained always in the family. Because I'll say that that's what happened with Nora Ve'aviu. One of their complaints was that with my, our father is not getting, uh, and then Moshe is going to be. Our father was in Egypt with them. He suffered with them. Moshe is an outsider. He's an Oleh Chadash. He never was in the army. Who needs him? Belongs to us. 
Chazal phrase it very, very strongly. Let Moshe die already and we'll take over. The Medrash portrays human emotions in the raw. Doesn't cover up for anybody. So Moshe is completely justified in not wanting the job. And not having any passion for the job. The job will cost him his family, will cost him his marriage. And the Chumash wants us to understand that so that we have an appreciation of Moshe. Because we think, you know, uh, he has, uh, you know, the light of heaven shining from his face. He can do whatever he wants. He can go 40 days without eating. You've got a wonderful life. The Torah wants to realize that Moshe gave everything. Because at the end, the Lord did not give him a choice. He took it away from him. He told him, don't tell me, don't tell me to take someone else. You're the one. And so therefore, the rest of the Chumash from Parsha Shmos Till the end of Zosabrocha, till Aine Kol Yisrael occupies itself with telling us the story not only of Kol Yisrael in the desert, not only all the mitzvahs and Kabbalah Torah and everything, all the immortal things that exist in Torah, tells us about Moshe Rabbeinu, why he is our teacher. how he, so to speak, grew into the job and the consequences thereof. And that remains a paradigm for all times. It always is like that. No Jewish leader, uh, spiritual or temporal, ever has an easy time because the Jewish people are not an easy people. Moshe will say, I'm right? There are people that are easier, but there are no people that is greater. So all of that should be within our uh, vision when we hear this Parsha read, and we see the story of Moshe, because of the fact that, again, the entire Chumash is always Simonovus Lebonim. It's not about the past, it's about the present as well. And how to deal with it, and how to be compassionate to others, 
and how to fulfill our roles to the extent that we can.